So let's, let's pray before we come into God's Word. Father, we thank you today for Christmas. We thank you that we can remember when you sent your Son, Jesus, to save us from our sin. Father, we thank you that you are good and kind, and that at Christmas we see your love clearly. We thank you, God, for your grace and provisions for us day by day. But Father, we pray for those who may be struggling this Christmas. We pray that they would know your presence and nearness. We pray ultimately that they may receive the gift you gave to the world, your son, Jesus. Father, we thank you for him. We thank you for the good news that we have this Christmas. We pray for the help of the Holy Spirit. We pray that he would point us to the Lord Jesus this year. We pray, Lord, that you would help us to see our need of Jesus. Lord, we pray that you would open our eyes to the Lord Jesus, open our eyes to the need our need of him. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So if you have a Bible, if you'd like to turn to Matthew chapter 1 and verses 18 to 23. In the church Bible, that's page number 965. And in the larger print, that's page number 1500. So Matthew chapter 1, reading from verses 18 to 23. This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law, And yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace. He had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife. Because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. This is God's word. And once a year, most of us put up a Christmas tree and we put it in our living rooms and we decorate the tree with baubles, tinsel and lights. Then maybe we put a star or an angel on top and we have this tree in our house for two to three weeks. Then we get that tree, we take the decorations off and we remove it from our living rooms. But then the year after, we do all the same all over again. Our trees come out once a year and then throughout the year they are put away and taken no notice of. And often people treat Jesus in a similar way. We hear about him once a year and then we forget about him for the rest of the year. We don't mind him once a year but we don't want him all year round. But this morning I want us to know that Jesus isn't just for Christmas. Jesus is meant for us every single day. 
Jesus is the meaning of Christmas. And I want us to know this morning that Jesus is God's gift that we desperately need. And Jesus is the gift that we can have, not only at Christmas time, but forever. The real gift at Christmas is that God gave the world his son. We can sometimes get taken up with everything that comes with Christmas, but today let's think about what Christmas is actually about. At Christmas time, we Christians remember the time when God sent his son into the world to save people. This is the greatest gift, and this is the gift we so desperately need. And this morning, I want us to focus on one verse from Matthew chapter 1, verse 21. And we read it earlier, and it says, She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. This verse we read is from the angel as they told Joseph about the baby Mary was to have. And this single verse gives us the meaning of Christmas. It tells us who came at Christmas, why he came, and what will he give. So let's start off with point number one, who came at Christmas? We clearly see from this Bible verse that Jesus was the one who was coming into the world. In the Bible, names have significant meanings, and the name Jesus simply means the Lord saves. Jesus is sent by God the Father into the world at Christmas time to save. But who is Jesus? If he's coming to rescue and save people, we want to know that he's actually up for the task. Imagine it's summertime and you're on the beach and you find out that the lifeguards on that beach can't swim. They'd be of no help to you if you got into difficulty, would they? In a similar way, if Jesus is coming into the world, we need to know that he can do it. And the Bible tells us that salvation comes from God. Only the Lord God who created the heavens and the earth can save us. Only God can save people and bring us into his heaven. So who is Jesus? The mystery at Christmas time is that God became one of us. This is hard to get our heads around. But at Christmas time, remember that Jesus, who is God, he came down to this earth to save. Jesus became a human being. He left the glory of heaven and he came down to earth. The Bible tells us in John chapter 1, verse 14, that the word, speaking of Jesus, became flesh and made his dwelling among us. If you read earlier on in John chapter 1, we read that Jesus was there in the beginning, creating the world. Jesus is the word in the beginning who spoke creation instantly into existence. Jesus wasn't created and he didn't just come into being when he was born on this earth. Jesus is God and he's always been. The Bible describes Jesus in Titus chapter 2 as our great God and saviour. Jesus, the one who came at Christmas, is certainly the one who can save us and ultimately the only one who can save us. Jesus came to save us and he, and he can save us because he is God in human flesh. So who is Jesus? Jesus is God and he's able to save anybody who comes to him. But the big question that should be going on in our minds now is, well, why? What do we need saving from? Think point two. Why did Jesus need to come? 
Look at the verse, Matthew 1, 21. He will save his people from their sins. If we think back to the lifeguard scenario, imagine you're in the sea swimming around and you're enjoying the water. Maybe you're on a bodyboard or a surfboard. You aren't having any problems and suddenly out of nowhere, a lifeguard dives in and he, rescue, he carries you out of the water and says, I've rescued you. You'd be like, why have I done that? I wasn't in any danger. In contrast to the lifeguard, Jesus has come to save us from danger. Jesus wasn't coming to earth just to demonstrate his love or to give us a nice life. Notice the verse. He will save his people from their sins. What's Jesus saving us from? He's saving us from our sins. And this is serious danger. Danger that will impact our life here on earth and when we die and leave this world. And this is our greatest problem. Sin in this world affects everyone. Sin is the reason there's illness, pain, suffering. And sin is the reason we will one day die. Sin is not just something we do, but sin is part of us. The Bible tells in Romans 3.23 that all have sinned. And all have fallen short of the standards of God. Sin is the things we do wrong against God. And sin is when we don't acknowledge God in our lives. And this is something we've all done. We've all failed and sinned against God. The Bible tells us that not one of us are good enough. We've all shaken our fist at God. And maybe not physically, but in the way we live. We said to God, I don't want you. Get out of my life. I'm doing it my way. We're all sinners, every single one of us. And the Bible tells us that God hates sin and God must punish sin. God's judgment on sin is right and just and his judgment is hell. Which if we think back to what I've just said, that means every single one of us will be judged. Because every single one of us have failed. We've all missed God's standards. We've all sinned. And God will judge everyone when he calls time on this earth. God is perfect and his standards are utter perfection. Therefore, not one of us are good enough. This should make us fear. Just think every single one of us will stand before God and we're all guilty because not one of us are perfect. The charge that is put on every single one of us is guilty. Maybe this is something new to you and maybe you're wondering, well, I know I'm not perfect, but I'm not that bad. No, God's standards are perfection because God is perfect. He can only allow perfection into his heaven. This is the danger we're all in. This is the danger we're born into. Every single one of us has sinned, and one day we will all stand before God on the last day. And this is why Jesus came at Christmas. About 2,000 years ago, God sent Jesus to this earth to save us from our sin. This is the good news we need to know. God, he has seen all our sin, everything we've done wrong. He's seen that we all deserve hell. We all deserve judgment. But God in his loving kindness has sent Jesus to get us out of our mess, to get us out of our sin. God isn't somebody on a cloud who's ticking a box every time we do something wrong. 
God isn't up there with a stick ready to hit us when we do bad things. No, God is in heaven and he sent Jesus to save us from our sin. But how is Jesus going to do this? How does Jesus save us from our sin? Jesus was born as a man fully God and he never sinned. Jesus obeyed God totally. He was the perfect man. He lived the life that not one of us could live. Jesus then, through the plan of God and the evil of humans, Jesus was put to death on the cross. He died the death that we deserved. At Easter time, we remember that Jesus died on the cross. And what was Jesus doing? He was dying for our sin. Jesus took the judgment of God on the cross, the judgment that we deserve because of our sin. Jesus received it on the cross. And then three days later, Jesus rose from the dead. He came back to life after dying. And now he calls everyone to come, put your trust in him, receive forgiveness and be made right before God, ready for when you meet him on the last day. Jesus has his arms open wide, calling you to come, put your trust in him, come receive what Jesus has done and be saved by him. Maybe you're sat here this morning and you're thinking, well, that's all good and nice, but you don't know what I've done. It's too late for me. Maybe you feel convicted of your sin and you feel too bad for God. The Bible tells us in Mark chapter 2, verse 17, Jesus says, I have, come to call, I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. Being a Christian isn't about doing good things which makes God happy with you. Being a Christian isn't about earning your way to God. Now, being a Christian is realizing that we've done wrong and we can't save ourselves. So we look to Jesus. We trust him to save us from our sin. That's how simple it is. Jesus hasn't come for people who think they're good enough. Jesus has come for people who admit they've done wrong. Jesus likens himself to a doctor just like when we're ill, we go to a doctor because he's there to make us well. A doctor's task is to make sick people well. And that's the reason Jesus has come to earth, to save sinners. Jesus has come for those who would admit they've done wrong. We all need to trust in Jesus. But notice the certainty of this salvation that Jesus is offering. Lastly, briefly, notice... What will Jesus give if we trust him? He will give us certainty of salvation. Notice the verse. He will save his people from their sins. This is certain. He will give salvation to all who trust in him. Jesus, who is God, has come to save us. If we trust in him, we will certainly be saved. Notice what Jesus says, talking about those who will trust in him. Jesus says, I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my Father's hand. We all desperately need Jesus. We need forgiveness and to be made right before God. And that happens when we trust Jesus. No more fear in death. If you trust in Jesus, there's nothing to worry about when you meet God. We remember at Christmas that Jesus has come to save us. 
and we need to go to him. We need to give ourselves to him. Today, you can come to the Lord Jesus. I urge you this Christmas, turn to the Lord Jesus. Turn to the merciful and kind Savior. He will receive you and save you from the danger of hell. Come to Jesus today while you still have time. Come to Jesus now. Don't put this off. We all need Jesus. Jesus is ready with his arms open wide, ready to accept you. Whoever you are, whatever you've done, Jesus will give you a future in heaven if you come to him. So let me finish this morning. Christmas time is where Jesus came down to save people from their sin. Jesus came to save us from hell and bring us into his kingdom. And he calls us to respond to him. Will we go on living a life without Jesus and reject his offer of salvation? Or will we think about our eternity, our life after death? Let me urge you today, consider the things we've talk, I've talked about this morning. Because let me assure you, there's coming a day when only one thing will matter. And that one thing will be how you responded to Jesus. Have you rejected him? Or have you come to him and been saved by him? What you do with Jesus determines where you spend eternity. Every single one of us in this room will one day either be in God's kingdom or in hell. And what will separate us on that day is what we did with Jesus, how we responded to the Lord Jesus. Let me urge you, don't reject Jesus. Your eternal soul depends on it. Thank God that we still have time, that today if, tr if we trust Jesus, we are absolutely secure. Jesus saves and in him, we have nothing to worry about. As God's people today, we can praise God that he sent Jesus to save us. Jesus came for sinners, just like us, broken people who get, it, who get things wrong. Jesus came for us and he will save his people from their sins. This is good news. Our salvation doesn't depend upon us. It depends upon Jesus and he saves and him alone. So now we're going to finish by proclaiming that truth. We're going to stand together and we're going to sing a joyful sound that Jesus saves. So please stand as we sing this in closing.
close in prayer. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.